On te purongo o te pautūtanga, I'm joined now by Anan Zaki, our business reporter. Kia ora, Anan, and there's been a sparkling result for a telecommunications company. Kia ora to you, Mani. Yes, uh, Sparks shareholders are in line for a big payday following the partial sale of its cell towers and an improved full-year result. The telecommunications company's net profit rose 7.6% to $410 million, with revenue rising 3.5% to $3.7 billion. Mobile revenue rose 6% as Spark shifted more customers onto higher-yielding plans. Chief Executive Jolie Hodson says it's been a strong year and it will be rewarding investors. We're maximising value for our shareholders. We're guiding to an increased dividend of 27 cents per share in FY23. And then we've also uh, reached agreement to sell 70% stake in our Talco business, which we intend to return up to $350 million to shareholders through an on-market buyback and retain $350 million for investment in new growth opportunities and sparks. So when you stand back from all of that, it's a really strong result and a reflection of the great team we have here at Spark. Jolie Hodson says the company is managing inflation and passed on rising costs in parts of its business. Spark is forecasting underlying earnings of between $1.18 billion and $1.22 billion for the current year. Meridian Energy has posted a steady full-year underlying profit, although its headline number was swelled by the gains from an asset sale. The company's profit was $664 million against $428 million the year before. But stripping out the gain from selling its Australian operations and gains on hedging contracts, the underlying result was just a couple of million dollars higher at $233 million. Chief Executive Neil Barclay says quitting Australia has focused where it needs to go. The exit out of Australia means we can point all of our strategic focus back to home. The prospects for growth in Aotearoa are huge and will help fast-track this, company's deca- this country's decarbonisation. There are still lots of large moving parts, but the strategic options are becoming clearer for us. The Southern Green Hydrogen Opportunity has two highly committed and credible counterparties shortlisted now. Process heat electrification is becoming more viable with lifting ETS prices and a tenfold increase over the next four years in the government giddy fund. And Rio Tinto seem clearer around how, the New Zealand, how their New Zealand presence can support their overall decarbonisation objectives. In an analyst's call about the result, Neil Barclay said there was a massive gap between the terms of the current supply contract and what Meridian regards as a sustainable contract for power. The healthcare and animal care products company EBOS has posted double-digit profit growth with annual revenue topping $10 billion Australian dollars for the first time. The company's full-year net profit rose 9% to $202.6 million Australian dollars, with dividends up nearly 9%. EBOS chief executive John Cullity says there was across-the-board growth in its business, with COVID-19 contributing a mixed result. Overall, we estimate that COVID-19 has had a positive net impact on our earnings in FY22. On the other side, the key negative impacts include a reduction in the number of elective surgeries, a higher rate of supply out of stocks across our wholesale, consumer and animal care product ranges, and operational inefficiencies due to COVID-19 safety measures and labour constraints. EBOS expects another profitable year but flags plenty of uncertainties from global economic and geopolitical conditions. 
The steel products company Vulcan has announced a record result driven by rising sales volumes and higher metal prices, but it's warning of challenges ahead. Net profit for the year ended June is up 91% to $124 million, and revenue grew by a third to $973 million. Vulcan says price inflation for its products was up by a third year-on-year. But the company trimmed its forecasts for 2023 due to economic headwinds affecting demand. Its chief executive, Rhys Jones, says there's a lot of uncertainty around the price of metals, largely due to China. You've got a very, very difficult environment in China where demand is low because of all the lockdowns and other problems, and that could easily spill over into quite uh, reductions in price. So what we are seeing is some elements of pressure like... uh, general inflation, the cost of nickel, all those issues are all relatively high, but we're also seeing a very weak demand in China, which should definitely influence international price. And on top of that, within the New Zealand context, we're seeing a really quite a weak economic outlook and quite a bit of uncertainty in New Zealand. That's Vulcan Chief Executive Rhys Jones. The company is forecasting 2023 net profit to range between $93 million to $107 million. Well, time now for an update from the markets, and we're joined by Mark Fowler of Hobson Wealth. Good afternoon, Mark. Good afternoon, Anna. Well, another busy day of earnings reports. Uh, how's the local share market shaping up? Yeah, look, that's very much been the focus this morning around companies reporting their sort of full and half-year results. So a couple of the key contributors there are Meridian Energy. So despite having earnings in line, they did uh, note some cost increases around their recent wind developments, and so that stock is actually off 2.25% at $5.13. EBOS, which was a story that you alluded to earlier, uh, that had a very strong operating result with double-digit growth, uh, and that is trading at $38.30. It's an increase of nearly 1%. Spark, they also announced their full-year 2022 result. Again, strong growth in revenue uh, and an upgrade in the dividend. Uh, so that's been uh, treated favourably by the market. That's up about three-quarters of a percent at $5.34. And also of note is Heartland Group. So they've actually down around about 11% from where they closed, um, but still above their uh, equity placement price that they did yesterday in the market at $1.89 with the NZX50 gross index at 11,643. So a bit of a mixed bag, but certainly a, uh, a busy time on the NZX this morning. OK, can we just have a headline Australian number there? Yeah, sure. So the S&P ASX200, that's up about half a percent, and that's trading at 6,990 points. And how's the New Zealand dollar tracking? Uh, so New Zealand dollar, it's actually dipped back below 90 cents against the Aussie, so it's actually sitting at 89.60 this morning. Uh, against the US dollar, we are at 62 cents. Against the Japanese yen, 84.85. Against the sterling, we're at 52.40. And against the euro, 62.20, with the New Zealand trade weighted index currently at 71.20. And we'll now go to interest rates, oil and gold. Yeah, sure. Interest rates, so three-month bank bills, they're trading at 3.42%. New Zealand 10-year government debt, that's currently trading at 3.85%. In terms of oil, so West Texas Intermediate, that is at 93 US dollars a barrel. And finally, gold, so spot gold is trading at US dollars 1,745 an ounce. Thank you very much. That's Mark Fowler from Hobson Wealth. And there was another. Uh, there was a flurry of other earnings reports uh, this morning. Transport and logistics group Move Logistics has made a full-year loss of 4.2 million dollars, despite a 5% gain in revenue. 
Move is also planning to buy Fluidex Transport, a bulk liquids and dry powder transporter operating throughout New Zealand for about $15.2 million. And we'll bring you a wrap of the day's news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, Marnie, that's business. Kia ora,